This is Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Intuitive Oracle Jamie Hearn. Jamie stirs the cauldron with witches, shamans, healers, psychics, and mediums who bravely share their power and give you insight into what conversations with dead people really look like. It's probably not what you think. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes macabre, and always informative. Hello and welcome back to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. Today, I'm super excited to stir the cauldron with Darlene Sochin. She and I crossed paths randomly more than a decade ago at an event out in California, and I was like, hey, I like you. And I guess she kind of liked me too, because we've stayed in touch for all those years. Um, but I'm super excited to chat about her energy and energy healing. Darlene is an expert in physical, spiritual, and energetic self-care and creating daily inner peace practices, specifically for caregivers, therapists, and healers. Because that segment of the population really needs that stuff. Oh, and I have a cold today, so please forgive my sexy bedroom voice. Commitment to yourself as a light worker is not just courageous, it's imperative. After being, being diagnosed with cancer in 2005, Darlene had a visitation from three archangels who came to console and assure her that she was going to be okay and to follow her intuition whenever she had a strong nudge to listen closely. The next day, she was guided to a bookstore and found a bookshelf of Reiki books. She sat down that afternoon and read them all. In that moment, Darlene's life changed forever as her purpose was unveiled and connected to spirit and became an everyday occurrence. Now Darlene not only offers Japanese Reiki training for deep soul diving, she's also an energy detective, I love that, and sees your God self and quantum field where your infinite possibilities wait for your remembrance and approval. I love all of that. I'm so excited to chat with you. Thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Every episode, I pull a card, and I did today. So I pulled it from the um, Path of the Soul deck, Cheryl Lee Harnish. It's a beautiful deck. And this is the Cusp of the Heart card. I'll show it to you, Darlene. Um, I don't know that I've actually really studied this card before. Its message is that you are being called to embark on a new path in your journey. It's an inner path, the path of the heart. And it's where you are discovering your great strength of all, the deep connection to your higher self and inner guidance. Others might not be super excited about this path for you, but cars encouraging you to stay on the path and do what serves you how's that resonate is that oh my word for word that's exactly what i'm experiencing right now and what i encourage the people i work with to do that all of our answers are in our hearts all of the answers, everything well, is that, about the inner work it, like it, and that's it's amazing like just can't be more perfect than that 
I love it. Well, that is definitely a, a resounding card then for us today. And, you know, especially the part that not everybody is wanting me to do this path because, you know, the, our loved ones who aren't in the same world that we are, that we understand and can embrace. Right. The majority of people are in the mainstream. You know, you have to have a nine to five job and, you know, you have to not talk about spirit and, you know, the things that we talk about, which is, <laughs> you know, for people in the mainstream, it's scary. And for of the people that love me, pretty much all of the people who love me, family wise, they don't understand and they don't want this for me. And I keep doing it anyway. Yeah. And I think that's a really important point because they want the best for us. It's mm -hmm. not like, you know, of course, there are situations that our loved ones try to sabotage us. But in general, they're wanting to see us well and stable and secure and have all the things that they think we should have. When in fact, our path is very different than what their expectation is. I've been on a, forget about stepping outside the box kick lately burn the fucking box like yep <laughs> there is no box there is no box <laughs> like there is no veil there's no veil there's no box it's all there and our soul is here to teach us to remember what that is and um especially and that that work with family and the people who who we love or who love us that's the hard for me. That's the hardest um, energy to escape from, to pull myself away from. Because other people, it's easier. People, you know, you're not so close with. It. But the family is the tightest, tightest grip on our energy, and that's that's what I'm experiencing right now. So I'll be able to work with my clients through that. Yeah, and and you are like in that deep right now. So I understand that I have made a conscious decision to not include my mom, for example, in a lot of conversations around the stuff I do, because I don't want it to be a source of discord with her. So I just don't bring it up. So I've had to build community with people like you. So I can talk about, like, oh my God, my dog visited me at work today. He's been gone 10 years, but he was such a pisser. He caused such a ruckus. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. And that's, that's the journey is to rip ourselves away from the, the ones who are trying to keep us from our soul's path. So like, how strong are you? How strong willed are you? How strong, how intuitively and courageously are you listening to your soul because if you listen to your loved ones like we're conditioned to if we listen to our family our mothers you know our spouses whoever that is if we listen to them like we're told we're supposed to then we aren't going to follow that soul's path and that is the hardest part of doing the work we do and it's also why we're here to break those family patterns Right. And I want to get all the credit. I need all the credit for the things that I'm handling and in this lifetime. So I don't want to, I don't want to have to read any of it. That's right. 
So yeah, the, so the energy. Let's talk a little bit. Oh, sorry. I hate that delay on some of these recordings. It's hard, but we managed. <laughs> so let's talk about your, your trip into the bookstore after these archangels came to you. I want to hear that story. Well, I had received, I had just gotten, we crossed the country, my partner and I, um, we moved from Boston to Portland, uh, didn't know a soul, didn't have a job. He just felt guided to go there and I felt guided to be with him. Um, the day we got there, I got a phone call from the doctor that I, the, um, a biopsy I had was malignant and <laughs> the day we got there. So, you know, I was in, sh after something like that, you're in shock. You know, it, um, right. it was a couple days into it. I was just walking around like a zombie. I wasn't sleeping. And it was like the third night. And I just, I couldn't sleep. I was up all night. I was actually watching, you know, the 700 Club. Is, is that what it's called? Yeah. Where you, you sit and, and he prays on you. They say people like that are crazy. The people themselves that are doing the TV show. Yet here they are praying for you. And I see someone with, you know, this and the, watching the audience and you are healed. And so I was even watching that. And after I watched it, you know, that they didn't talk to me. So I went into um, my partner's office sitting in the pitch black dark under his desk in the fetal position. And all of a sudden the light, the room just filled with purple, green and blue. And I just knew instinctively it was my first major experience. I dabbled in different things, but this was my first major experience of holy shit. <laughs> That's not just a light coming through it. the window. And it, they just surrounded me and hugged me and held me. And my grandma was there too. That's how I, I partially how I knew oh. I was safe was grandma was with them. And they told me it was Archangel Michael, Archangel Raphael, Archangel Gabriel. And they said, you're going to be fine. This is an experience you're going through and we're going to show you how to walk through it, get through it. You just have to listen to whenever we're guiding you and not to question it and not to stop yourself and think you're crazy hearing voices. And I woke up uh, the next, uh, yeah. It's, it's so powerful, I'm covered in goose. <laughs> That's what people say that. And they've been by my side ever since. So it's been what, 17, 18 years. And they're part of my daily work, my life, my breath, they're everything, everything. And I woke up that next morning after I slept for like an hour or two after I woke up and without even questioning it, I just got in the car and went to the bookstore. You know, there wasn't even a second thought. I just followed this, this energy that guided me. And it doesn't seem as simple now because I'm now I'm aware and start questioning things and people in my life, you know, they've talked sure. since, <laughs> since the initial of the initial but I, I said it was two years ago and I woke up and I said, from now on, whenever I have an intuitive nudge, no matter how crazy it is, no matter where it's taking me, no matter what it's doing, I'm going to do it in that moment. Not even wait till, you know, sometimes we have the nudge and we're, oh, I'm too busy. I'll do it tomorrow. I do it in the moment. That changed everything. Do you ever have resistance to it? 
Not anymore. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, so many years in, 18 years in, and I acknowledge that anything I hear is going to be for me and it's going to mean take action in the moment. Uh, it, it, you know, that, that powerful commitment we make probably a couple years in, you know, because it takes some getting used to and realizing um, you start to discern what's yours, what isn't. And I'm at the point now in my journey where anything and everything I hear is mine because I, because my daily practice is so spot on that I, I keep out anything that isn't for me. I love that. Uh -huh. do, you ever, do you ever experience resistance? Not ever. I love that. That's so powerful because I think that that's, that means that you're so aligned with your higher self that there's nothing to resist. So that's really, really powerful. Um, What's the weirdest thing you've gotten as an intuitive hit? <laughs> the weirdest thing. Uh, well, it's when I'm driving around or walking around um, an area or people, I just, I, <laughs> uh, not that it's an intuitive um, idea for me to take action. It's just like information that they're giving me. Um like people who aren't people. Mm. I, if, if people are walking by me, I can get a sense that they're not really, uh, uh, yes. What this is, this is a place where we can talk about this, right? I right, get a totally. sense of, <laughs> I get a sense of people who are walking by me aren't real. They're either um, a, um, a program or uh, like alien energy yeah. Uh, so I also would know, I guess, intuitively speaking, and how I would take action with that kind of information is, oh, I'll, I'm going to go to the other side of the street, or I'm going to go into a different room, or, <laughs> and, in, you know, take a moment and really strengthen uh, my energy field. If that's ah. the case. Yeah, if, if some, you know, reptilian, uh, alien energy, or uh, something that is not um, for our anybody's highest good, yeah, I, I totally can feel that when I am in a room or I walk by something in energy. That's such great awareness to have. Um, I think so many people just wander blindly through life and ignore those little blips on their intuition. So I love that you're working with people to integrate this into their lives. Mm -hmm. And it's more so the where I come in is uh, the energetic foundation. So uh, whether somebody's a therapist or a healer um, or a, a caregiver, some some people may have a general idea of what energy is and they have maybe been taught how to ground or, you know, something basic like that. Where I come in is I help somebody to truly tap into their energetic potential, as well as uh, encouraging them to have a foundation for that so that it's not easily 
broken into, I guess you would say. So uh, my, what I encourage people to do uh, is a date every single day, address your own energy, energy hygiene, you know, whatever you want to call it, daily spiritual practice, checking in with your own body and your own energy and strengthening um, your awareness and doing whatever it is that you do to cleanse and clear and not letting anybody take your energy um, or give it away. I think most healers give it away. <laughs> you know, it isn't just the yeah. fact that those take. We give and give and give. And then at the end of the day, we think it's okay that we gave and they took and that we let it happen. You know, that's what we're taught. And in the work I do with people, you know, it's about learning to, number one, have an energetic foundation that is unshakable. And number two, making yourself a priority over anything or anybody else. Because, you know, for example, I'm here with um, my mom. I temporarily moved in with her. Um, to help take care of her. And if I wasn't making myself a priority, I, I would have, you know, I'd be sick every day. I'd have headaches every day. I'd have no energy to help her. So I make sure every morning I start my day with a serious, you know, daily practice. What is that going to be? So I am strong throughout the day and I'm aware of my energy because if we're tired, we're not aware of our energy either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we lose we lose that connection with what we need. So, can you give us an example of a, a? I mean, you can share your daily practice or a daily practice that people find use in in accessing every day. Absolutely. So, th- the first thing I do with somebody is we sit down and make that practice for them because. Yeah, everybody's daily practice is going to look different. Mm -hmm. Um, So I tune into what that would work, what would work for somebody. So what I do is every morning I start with a meditation that really solidifies um, my energy field. Um, And it's not one meditation in particular, but it's it's if the meditation works, it's going to make me feel like a million bucks, like a goddess that can't be, you know, (laughs) energy can't be taken from me. Uh, I do that as well as a practice from Japanese Reiki, which is called Joshin Ho. And it's expanding your energy. You expand your energy field out. And it's, it's in a lot of modalities, but this particular one, you just close your eyes and you keep going and going and going because we forget that we're not just this physical body. So when you do Joshin Ho, you expand out and you feel how you are an infinite great bright light. So you expand out probably for about five, 10 minutes and you expand out into your infinite energy. And when you acknowledge and feel and remember that you are this big infinite ball of light, nothing can tap into you. So that's the second thing I do. I also call in Archangel Michael to um, surround me with his protection and also the ones that I love. I ask him to come in. Um, You know, I respect free will and say that as well as part of the practice, but I ask that he just love on and surround us all in love and light. 
And one thing I do, so that's the morning practice. And then at the end of every day, I command that my energy be cleansed of all energies that aren't mine. I do Mm -hmm. it in the shower and I send all of those energies down into the drain. Whatever isn't mine, go down to the drain. And I command it. I don't. Ju- I don't just say, "Oh, please." I command yeah. it. No wishy washy shit. <laughs> no, not <laughs> not in my life anymore. And then the second thing I do at night is I don't cut cords. What I do is literally unplug. So because you know, with this with cutting cords that that I hear people do, to me, I always imagined the cord would just easily grow back. Yeah, so, like there's a little stub left. So. Yep, exactly. So I started like two years ago. I came up with this, this idea of, wait a minute, there's this the saying where, you know, people plug into you, right? So yeah. two years ago, before I go to bed every night, I unplug. I think of all the people I interacted with that day. I unplug them from me. Like I actually do it physically. I unplug and I unplug myself from them. And I seem to sleep better when I do that too. That's really fascinating. I'm totally trying that. I love uh, it. So, so I have a practical question because you know I'm a crazy dog lady, just like you. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a hard time keeping my dogs out of my morning practice. And if I, if I put them in a different room, they're disruptive and make a lot of noise and distract me. If I leave them in the room with me, then they're like on me, like in my face, laying on top of me. Like, what's your recommendation for that? I, well, you know me, I love animals more than anything on this crazy (laughs) planet. And they, they want, they're telling you, they want to be with you when you're doing this. They love energy. Dogs and cats, birds, all of them, they love the energy. So I hear people say that all the time. The cat's meowing outside the door. The dog is scratching. They want to come in and be part of your practice. They love us when they love us so much when we are taking care of ourselves. They want to be part of that energy. So it might take time for them to get used to. So like, even for us, it's going to be a practice. It might take them um, a week or two or whatever to get used to what your expectations are of them while they're in this space with you, but you'll just have to teach them like anything else. So um, you've met my, my shepherd. I have a hundred pound white German shepherd who does not like being called a German shepherd. She (laughs) just wants to be loved part of the family. She told Darlene that. (laughs) Um, So uh, sometimes I'll do certain yoga routines in the living room and she literally comes and lays on top of me Mm -hmm. while I'm doing those. So it's, it's a constant, like, can I do that pose? Can Sadie lay next to me and do that pose? Like, she, yes. So you can, you explain to her, you can, what would help me most is if you sat next to me while I do this. So it's like teaching a dog not to beg at the table. You go over there and you give her directions and they, they'll, they love to listen to us. They, because you're, you are um, creating that communication, that line of communication with them. 
So she'll totally appreciate that and listen. It might take a week or two, uh, but just give her directions and tell her if she's going to be in the space with you, that this is what she needs to do. I'm going to start that like as soon as we disconnect, I'm going to go <laughs> practice that. Uh-huh. It, oh, so that, that's been hard for me because I'm um, talking about disconnect and unplugging um, and our relationship with our animals. So me being here in Florida and my dog being in Oregon, that's been the hardest part of uh, oh, this, this process that I'm going through right now. And it's, um, I, I've been unplugging from everybody. I've been here almost six weeks and I was not unplugging from her. And because I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't unplug from my baby. Right. <laughs> I started to, I, I came to the realization that she's sensing I miss her. She's sensing my anxiety that I can't be with her. And I realized it would be for our best and highest good if I also started unplugging from her as well and her from me. And that does the unplugging doesn't mean that we're disconnecting from those we love. We're, we're just like removing any of the low vibration energies that we're sharing back and forth. Um, and I didn't want her to be feeling the, the, the sensations I was when I think of her. So what I do is I unplug her from me, me from her, and I add this tunnel of light that connects our hearts. Oh, so, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, because that was that was my my biggest challenge is my, is my dog missing my girl so much. Um, but that line of communication, like, there's no more pure, unconditional love than with our animals, with our pets. Right, and and I mean, I can't imagine how your coping being so far away from her because that's really hard it's it's the hardest thing because it's not like it's not like a kid where you can talk to them on the phone you know um and I know what what saves me is knowing that she's with um my husband who loves her so so much and she's well taken care of she's safe he gives her what she needs and Sometimes I'll tell him what I'm picking up on. Uh, and I realized, you know what, that, that's something else there. This is for that. What I'm going through is here in Florida and what they're experiencing is their own healing journey. And I, I had to step away. This is also being, you know, so conscious of energy. I had to step away from me telling him what she needs and I had to allow him to figure it out for himself, which right. is also, you know, that's a great thing as a healer to learn how to do, not tell our clients, it, even if we know what comes in, you know, intuitively, we might be tap into something that, you know, will be helpful. There's this level of whether it's a client or someone we love in our lives, stepping back and letting them empower them by giving them the space to um, work through that on their own. So. Yeah, that's, that's a really powerful point because it's not easy to step back and withhold the guidance that you feel like you could offer them 
even though they really need to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. It, and, you know, I, I've not been a mom, but I can imagine it's the same idea where you have to, at some point, give them their own autonomy and sovereignty, um, you know, and have trust and have faith that you've gotten them so far and now it's time to hand them over, um, you know, the power. And whether it's a child, a, a spouse or a client, at some point, you know, we have to trust that they know what they're doing. Yeah. Well, it's easier to trust that <laughs> you know what you're doing than your kid, for sure. <laughs> and the spouse is a close second for me, but they're all okay. They yeah. Survive. And the, the thing is, I'm always reminded that they're on their own path and whatever they choose is, is part of their learning process. It's part of what they're here to learn while they're on earth. Right. That, that always, you know, shuts me up. <laughs> well, right. And I mean, I'm, I'm telling clients that on the regular and then I'm like, oh yeah, listen to your own message, Jane. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. What, what, what our clients are experiencing are often what we're going through or, or have just been through. Right. So often that happens. So it's, yeah, these, these healing journeys, they are not for the faint of heart at all. <laughs> totally. Isn't that the truth? Um, well, I could chat with you for, for days. <laughs> Where can people find you and learn more about what you do? Well, you can go to, I have a website, indigohealingspdx.com. And I also have a link tree where I'm always adding different kinds of sessions and um, programs that I do. And my link tree is in my bio on Instagram, Darlene Energy Detective. I love it. <laughs> yep. So the, the easiest way to find the work I do is definitely that my Instagram account because the link tree, I'm always adding things and changing things up. And uh, one of the latest uh, sessions that came through my guides really wanting me to do, and I'm glad you brought up animals, um, is combining the work I do with my clients and then pulling in Anim power animal energy, spirit animals um, for them to use with their healings uh, and with their developing their own energetic foundation, developing their daily spiritual practice, developing their connection to themselves. I pick up on which animals will help support them in whatever it is they're going through. And then you call in that energy to help support the, the healing around that. It, it adds, uh, especially because most people who come to me love animals. It just adds a, an extra beautiful touch to, to the work I've been doing. So I, I just added that. Yeah. It feels like it, it amplifies and goes deep. Mm -hmm. And, and comforting because th this is what happens is, you know, I may uh, come up with something, an intuitive hit for a person and they'll do it for a day or two and okay, whatever. But when you add animals <laughs> to the script um, for them, they're more likely to, uh, and I, I teach them how to utilize that, you know, here, bring in this energy and it's usually an animal that they 
they totally can relate to and um, resonate with. So they're more likely to play with that because all the work I do has to do with bringing in play. It's, healing isn't hard. And I like that play element. So let's bring in these animals to play with you as you're healing. <laughs> and that, that just came through a couple of days ago. That's awesome because there is such a, a belief that healing has to be really hard work. Mm -hmm. and, it and also that it has to take a really long time. And yeah. None of those are true. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people don't venture into the journey. I, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to see that. And it's going to take forever. And, you know, I was a preschool teacher for 25 years. So whatever I do, if somebody works with me, there's going to be play involved. You're going to look, you're going to look goofy. You might have to do something that feels, you know, ridiculous. Uh -uh. It's, it's all going to be part of it because healing can be fun. That itself is a superpower. Preschool teacher for 25 years. Yes. Total superpower. And it was the parents that drove me crazy, not the kids. I'm sure. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Darlene, I want to thank you for spending some time with all of us and sharing this really powerful knowledge. It's been my pleasure. And I always love chatting with you, Jamie. Thanks everyone for tuning in this week. See you next week on Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. Peace and badass magic. Thank you for listening to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Jamie Hearn. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in. 